A dance CEO thrives every day with focus on gratitude, growth, and feeling aligned. Unapologetically putting themselves first, striving to become their best self personally and professionally, creating their own definition of fulfillment and success, rejecting the starving artist mentality and competition mindset for one of abundance in all things, including the success of other dance business owners. Welcome to the Dance CEO Podcast. Hello, I'm Audra Allen, the Dance CEO Coach lifelong dancer, choreographer, and educator. I'm a happily remarried, part-time mom of two little humans and three bonus little humans, proud thriver of adult-diagnosed ADHD, lover of the beach, travel, houseplants, reading, and your host for today's episode. Thank you for being here. Hello, everyone, and thanks for being here listening to this solo episode this week. And if you are not familiar with the structure of the Dance CEO podcast, every other week is either an episode with a guest or you get a solo episode with me. And lucky you, you get the solo episode with me this week. This week's focus is going to be on how to shift your priorities with your scheduling to start to put yourself first and be okay with it. And the reason that this is the topic for this week is because actually, when this drops, I'm in the middle of a week-long vacation, completely stepped away from work, meetings with clients, checking in with clients, posting content, replying to emails. All of that is off the table. In fact, I'm even deleting or deleted all my social media apps. All my clients know I'm not available. And the reason why this is happening is because a few years ago, I heard this process of you have to schedule your downtime, your vacation time at the beginning of the year. We'll dive more into that in a second. But up until I heard that mind-blowing information, I just kept always doing what I have done growing up, which was put dance, my clients, my business, pretty much everything else first. And that eventually if I achieve the thing, I might get some time off, right? Which maybe was only every few years. That is not an enjoyable way to live. It's not healthy. It's not good for your body, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. We are designed to have periods of growth. We we are designed to have periods of relishing in the growth that we've been doing, the hard work we've been doing. We have periods where we are meant to just rest and be in seasons of just calm. And if we're always just doing one of those, we're going to get burnt out, resentful, overwhelmed, exhausted. I suspect you probably can resonate with this in some capacity. And if you have a dance business, and this is not something you've really thought about before or given yourself permission to shift the narrative before, you probably sacrifice or even make sure that you're available even when technically you're not supposed to be available. You know, you took a day off, but you're still checking in to see if anybody needs anything from you. You saw that an email came through from a family member at your studio or a client has a question. You said, it won't hurt anybody. Just respond really quick. But that's actually doing a disservice for yourself and you're not truly honoring the commitment that you made to take a full break. And I'm here to give you that permission that I heard a few years ago that by all means, you have every right and need to step away from all those other people who have expectations and requirements for you to just fully give to yourself. And when you do that, you're able to show up for the others that you are serving in your life more fully. You actually can get more accomplished with less time because you've taken care of yourself mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. So coming back to my taking this entire week off, I actually have multiple weeks planned where I'm completely stepped away from work this year. Just in one year, I have multiple weeks planned and I have a lot of three-day weekends planned. But it has to be something intentional. If you make sure that you plan all your like work commitments first, and then you might find some time to maybe take a week off or, you know, even a few days, 
you're going to be hard pressed to find that time because you didn't intentionally create it first. Let's dive into the process of how to make that happen, how to shift how you fill up your calendar. I'm going to combine a few different things that I've learned and heard over the past few years and help share with you. The first thing that needs to take place is that you need to get clear on what exactly you want to be doing for yourself, not what others want you to be doing for them. What do you want to be doing? If you were to think through the commitments that you have, how much of that is what you want to be doing? And this can be both like day to day and like over the course of a year. If it is that you desire to take vacations, but you haven't done that yet, put that on there. Then the next step is to get clear on what others want you to do that you enjoy. These are the things that other people have asked you to commit to and you don't mind them. They aren't something you resent. You look forward to taking these actions, serving these people, completing these projects. They're not necessarily your top priority or like what you personally would love to be spending all your time doing, but you don't mind that this is how you're still spending your time. The third thing on your list is what are those things that other people are asking of you that you don't enjoy doing or they're much lower on the enjoyment level, (laughs) that they are definitely not your priority. They're mainly to benefit someone else. And if you were to take a look at this list or review it mentally, you know, it might actually give some aha and have you realize that even though this is your ideal list, you might be doing this in completely the reverse order. That in fact, the things that are number three might be actually what you're putting on your calendar first and also the same with number two. And the things that you listed as number one, the things that you want to do that you absolutely love that are your personal priority might not even be on your calendar or very rarely is it popping up. And to me, that's really unhealthy and not enjoyable. (laughs) That just does not sound like a fantastic, fulfilling day-to-day life to be living. And I want to throw out there that for the longest time, I had the mentality that I thought I could only really truly create and live my ideal day-to-day once I was reaching a certain financial income point, like it was attached to your your bank account. But in fact, that is a lie. How you choose to spend your time and energy, the order of which you accomplish things, is something you can start immediately shifting into and doing today. I help all of my clients do this. I do this. And I find that when I actually am doing those tasks in number three, they're not as bad I rarely, rarely have tasks on the third of my list. It's mainly number twos because I have taken the time to get clear on what I'm saying yes to, to have a more fulfilling day-to-day life. So if you're finding that right now you are having an inverted list of how your priorities in your life and you're really not enjoying how things are happening, you have the power to shift that. Not something that you can just snap your fingers overnight and you're like, I'm good to go. Like things are going differently now. It's going to take some time to like get clear on how you can shift that. Maybe there's some commitments that you have to follow through that were number threes on your list that you definitely don't want to renew when those contracts are up. Or, you know, you need to talk to some people and say, I said yes to this project, but I'm saying no now. I need to step away because it's not serving my bigger purpose. But once you can get clear on really the order of which you want things, it becomes easier to fill out your schedule. Now that you have a better idea of what you want your life to be filled with, Not just it'd be nice to live differently, but you actually have clarity on what those things would be in your life that you want. Going into a year-long overview of filling out your calendar. Now, I know we're already into quarter two, but it doesn't hurt to do this at any, any point in the year. It can't just be in January and then you hope for the best and you'll review and next year you'll try again. You can shift things whenever you want because it's your life. One of the first things I've heard and how to show up as the executive in your life, the CEO of your life, is that the first things you put on your calendar are all the things that serve you. I'm talking like my family wants to take a vacation in June. 
you put that on that calendar and it's a non-negotiable. If anything else comes up that could conflict with that, it's a no. Because you have committed to yourself and your family for that vacation. You want to, you set the personal goal that every quarter you get a three-day weekend getaway or even staycation. You put that on your calendar and anytime something comes up that could potentially conflict with that, it's a no. You say no to the other things and you stick to the commitment for yourself. And there's something so liberating knowing that as you are doing your day-to-day that you have upcoming vacation days to look forward to. Not sick days, not, you know, required holidays that the government says or, you know, the school district says. Days that you intentionally have already chosen for yourself in addition to those other ones, because you're probably going to work on those other ones, right? (laughs) That you already know that you have picked a destination you want to go to, the amount of time, who you're going to spend it with, and that you know that you are actively putting yourself as a priority in your own life in the big picture. That's what this trip is this week that I'm on. My family's having a reunion in Nauvoo, Illinois, and my parents and my siblings, because we live all on all the coasts of the U.S., we're all meeting in the center of the United States. That makes sense for our locations. And we're driving out there, my my new husband and all of five of our children together. And we're going to go spend a week with my family. And I will be off the clock, off the radar. I'll be fully present and fully immersed in my time with them. I am not going to still have my phone available and check in with people who might need me. I've already done the prep work. This has been on my calendar. I made sure it was blocked off with my availability when people schedule calls with me. I've already planned content. I've already recorded the podcast ahead of time. I'm letting all my clients know to expect that. It was already arranged in our calendar of meetings for the six-month program for the Dance CEO University. I intentionally have been able to plan for this so that I can stick to this commitment for myself and my family. And this is how it should be in your life. You should have not threes running your life on your list, but the ones running your life on your list. And then you incorporate the twos. So the majority of the things on your list on your day-to-day life should be ones. And then the twos, the things that other people have asked for you to do and you don't mind doing them. And there should be very little, if not at all, threes. Very little threes on your, your calendar. If right now it's the opposite of that, give yourself grace. It's probably just how you thought you were supposed to do it. But the supposed to, the woulda, the coulda, the shoulda is not really a healthy way to live life. That's uh, expectations we think were put on us or we assumed or someone else put on ourselves, put on us, but we don't actually need to do them that way. I encourage you to take some time and reflect on your scheduling process, both day to day, week long, for the month for the year. What can you do to shift that to you have ones and twos and very little threes so that you can immediately now or in the short, in the near future, start living in a way that you are excited about. There's little to no resentment. Your energy is full. You are showing up fully for others because you are feeling full yourself. This is how a CEO lives their life. Some other examples of things you can put on your calendar at the beginning of the year that are non-negotiables that you make sure that nothing else takes over. One executive, I don't remember who it was, was sharing in a podcast I heard him interviewed on. He does like the the executive review at the beginning of every single year to like make sure the goals they set a year ago or what they're on par with. Are they still wanting that? What shifts are they wanting to go in their life? He not only does that at the like January mark, he also does it halfway through the year at the six month mark. And he gives himself a full day because he's gotten so used to doing the process. If first you do this, it might take a few days. He gives himself, so twice a year, beginning of the year, middle of the year, he schedules ahead of time, it's on his calendar, nothing else is able to to take over that date, to know that he's 
completely off the books and he's focusing on checking in again, making sure he's still on track, analyzing, reviewing if what he's done in the past six months, anything has shifted for his long-term goals that he's been setting for himself versus spending an entire year on something that in quarter two shifted. And you waited until the end of the year to do that, to check it and shift things, to make sure you're continuing on the path you want. This is just one example. If you on your ones have a desire that you get a massage every month, if you hope that it's going to happen, hope is not a strategy. So if you want to get a massage every month, you need to schedule them and get them on the books. And then you know that they're there and you have a standing massage with the massage therapist. And you know that nothing else is going to take over that unless it's an absolute emergency. But if it's someone else's number ones, but you're number two or number three, it should not be taking place of your number one. I hope that this has made some sense for you or at least inviting you to think about how you're scheduling and living your day-to-day life so that you can start to do those things for yourself and know that it's going to all be okay and not be stressed about it and thinking about work and feel guilt-free because you prepped for it. You might have a question like, well, what about the financial side? If you're doing the process of, you know, having like clients on payment plans or, you know, just you are doing that work to where that pay- the payments are coming in regardless if you're talking to a client or not in real time or posting or not, then you're going to be more successful with that. That it can be something to work towards and a structure in your business model as well. So just some things to think about. How can you continue to build the life that you desire as the CEO of your life and your business in a way that you are able to more live your ones and your twos and not really have any threes on there or little to at all. Go ahead and DM me on Instagram at the dance CEO coach. I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this. If there's any other tips you could share with me, I'm always looking to improve my process of scheduling and prioritizing my life to feel more healthy and aligned with my goals. And I desire the same for you. Thanks so much for being here and listening for another week. Being the mindset and business coach that I am and design to all those that I work with to shift into that role of abundance and acceptance and becoming the CEO of their life and business, it would be hypocritical of me to not invite you into the Dance CEO University. This group program is starting its second round. So excited for what's happened with the first round of the members who were just over two months into the six month program. And it is for all those who have some form of established dance business, a year or two in is fine. And you are intrigued by these ideas that I share, these ideas of new mindsets, ways to live your life that maybe doesn't align with what you were taught growing up in the dance world. You know that there's more energy saving, time saving ways to live your life, both in business and personally, that can help you enrich your relationships that can help you feel more fulfilled, that you can go to bed not exhausted and stressed about the next thing to do, to not feel like you're always on for those you work with and never have time for yourself. There really is a way to live like this and find success in your business. In fact, continue to do what you love, maybe even more so because you're no longer putting yourself last. That's exactly what we cover in the Dance CEO University. And if you would love to learn more about this, go ahead and find out at thedanceceocoach.com slash dance-ceo-university. We'd love to have you join us. There are only six seats available per round, and I don't want you to wait a few more months till the next doors are open, next round of the doors are open, and you wish you had started sooner. So if you have any questions about that, you can also go ahead and DM me. Looking forward to connecting with you more and talk soon. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Dance CEO Podcast, where aspiring or established dance business owners and entrepreneurs learn to become the CEO of your life and business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review and rating. To stay up to date and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me, your host, on Instagram at the Dance CEO Coach. Until next time.